be a big bald guy? Yeah, big fat bald guy. He's like fat Lex. Because I don't know anything about the person. But he's not really, he's not really fat. He's like a giant, th- I mean he is, but he's like most, he, the implication is it's all muscle. Like he's a oh, giant, okay. thick beast. Like, That's the monster. one thing in comics where like they, a human like gorilla. someone's supposed to be fat but muscular, but yeah. not like a sumo, but still like somehow their fat is muscle? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's basically a giant square, but the square is just muscle. Imagine if Orson Welles were ripped. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much are. This pretty much is the biggest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, everybody. This is the Boy Hottie Podcast. I'm Annie. Is uh, Daddy Bu- Warbucks secretly the villain of the Annie comics? Does he get, like, super ripped? You were asking the wrong person. Does Annie ever have someone, to fight Daddy Warbucks? As someone named Annie with the dog named Sandy, I never consumed a little bit of, even a bit of Little Orphan Annie. Okay, so I'm assuming your family is a fan enough of Annie to name uh-huh. the dog after Sandy. Was that because sure. of the movie? No, it's because the dog was yellow. It was sand-colored. <laughs> so my mom so named it Sandy. Yes, it was totally coincidence. But I had a bald father and a dog named Sandy. <laughs> uh, were you poor? <laughs> we're military. You still had we parents. Ain't, we ain't yeah. rich. <laughs> uh, so you anyway, I'm doing okay. Uh, Bill and I actually hung out last night because Bill had a little shindig and we came over and watched the Road Warriors preparation for Mad Max. I don't think we have to talk about Mad Max any more than we already have yeah. in the last couple weeks. But that was fucking fun as hell. Uh, Bill had cans of food, including a can of dog food, which he did eat with Max. I did have ate. a forkful. It was, like I said, the taste wasn't that bad. I mean, it tasted and smelled like dog food. What do sure, you expect? Right. The taste wasn't that bad, but there were, like, flecks of bone or something gritty. Yeah, for a moment, I thought I'd maybe chip a little bit of tooth or something, because yeah. it was, like, gritty. And it wasn't kind of the gritty in that you could eat. with. Yeah. It was a great kind of gritty where you're, like, you fear for your teeth. So I don't know if they intentionally put that into dog food to, like, help clean dog's teeth. <laughs> don't give a fuck. Because this was expensive <laughs> Paul Newman dog food. So this should be the upper tier of dog food. So I was thinking this is good. this is the closest dog food I'm ever gonna get. That's gonna be like human food. And we also had like spaghettios and stuff. And really, the difference between dog food and spaghettios, not that much. It's flexible. Yeah. That's about and then it. I also got uh, MREs, yeah, military Bill rations. Had, Bill had uh, meals ready to eat. MREs. I had never actually interacted with an MRE before. Should so I cook one on air to show people it's, what it's like? It's, it's, it's really show. good podcast material. So you open up one of these sealed packets. Yeah, and it's a sealed plastic package. Within the sealed plastic package are smaller sealed packages. So, so what you, you get? It, you get an oatmeal chocolate chunk cookie. Not oh. a chocolate chip. They're very specific about that. Uh, here is... Carbo- uh, carbohydrate electrolyte beverage powder orange. Mm. No, that's, I guess that is that that is the the flavor, not the color, because there was grape. But it turned out to be blue last night. Oh yeah. I guess that's orange. Uh, you get a, a like a heating sleeve. So it's a plastic sleeve with like a couple chemical pills in there, and you put water in here, and then you take the actual like there's like a plastic package with the actual main course in it, and um, you put it in the sleeve full of water. And the water reacts with like the the, the, the chemical pills in there mm-hmm. and heats up, alarmingly hot. Yeah, without any flame or anything like that. So that kind of cooks the food, and it's a whole, it's fucking weird. But then yeah. my favorite thing, because I love like little toys and like little stuff. It comes with a spoon, it comes <laughs> with sugar, coffee. It yeah. comes with no water. Yeah. So you know you need water for the drink and everything yeah. like that. But if as long as you have some potable water, you really do have like a little. The instructions say allow water just chemically purified. I tried it with tap water last night. The grape drink was okay. It tastes (laughs) just like fucking (laughs) Kool-Aid. So, does oh Kool-Aid have electrolytes? Because that's the big thing they advertise in this stuff. I but. don't know. I like that um, this is made in my home, my uh, father's hometown of San Antonio, Texas, oh, by yeah? Sterling Foods. Their slogan is, celebrate taste. <laughs> oh okay, God. okay, I'm going to try to cook one right now. So, how are you doing, oh Annie? How was your week? 
doing okay. Until last night. Yeah, so Red Warrior holds up pretty well. It is a really good movie, actually. A feral kid is fucking hilarious. You get to see a dude. Well, that's the other thing. I was nibbling on some Vienna sausages when the dude gets his fingers cut off. <laughs> and that was extra gross. Because <laughs> Vienna job, sausages. You, were you the one last night talking about how much you have, like, uh, you, you have nostalgia for Vienna sausages? That was Somebody not was me. saying that last night. Not I. Which I thought. That, oh, that was JoJo after you left. Uh-huh. He was talking about how when he was a kid, Vienna sausages were a real, real little treat for him. Oh, yeah? That's and adorable. it was kind of the same thing for me as a kid, too. Because it's funny because, it, that, again, that's very close to human dog food. <laughs> Pretty much. But, okay, so I'm pouring water. I'm opening water. the oatmeal cookie. This yeah. seems like the least dangerous item to eat. Okay, so there's... Okay, I need to put a little more water in the heating bag. Oh, it sounds like I just peed in it. Okay, there we go. Okay, now I have to... Put this, uh, what the hell is this? Spaghetti? Yeah, it's spaghetti. Spaghetti with beef and sauce. Okay. And now I just have to put this... That cookie actually is not bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's just like stale uh, peppered farm cookie. Yeah, I was gonna say, it tastes exactly like what big. I bought at Pod Pantry. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably made by the same people, actually. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, World Warrior's pretty good. It's there's a cute good. dog. Oh, man, Bill, there's like a little hot pocket container for That's the food. thing, so like, like, yeah, you put it in like an old it's cardboard like a container. Sleeve. And let it cook for like 10 minutes. So the last night, I, I, it was more like 20 minutes to let it do. Okay, so food is now technically cooking <laughs> right in front of us. <laughs> this fucking so we podcast. got it with beef and sauce, so now we, had, now we know what we're doing for lunch. That's right, got that covered. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. And then also Foley, uh, Foley didn't show up last night, but she did uh, send Annie with a plate full of fucking blueberry, blueberry muffins. muffins. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of blueberry muffins, but this is good fucking blueberry yeah. muffins. You said this is out of a mix, right? It is. It's out of a box. Yeah, yeah. fucking A. Fucking blueberry muffins. <laughs> on a Sunday morning, blueberry muffins. Yeah. Good. I wish I drank coffee because it seems like this would be perfect a little thing of coffee. Fully was so sweet. Fluffy. She let me sleep in this morning and then she woke me up when I t- asked her. I was like, oh, I'll wake up like around 10. Yeah. She woke me up and she made me diner. F- She's like, I'm going to make you diner breakfast. So she made me toast with jam mm-hmm. and um, uh, scrambled eggs and a cup of coffee. She's the best lady in the world. That broad. Any particular reason why it was diner? Just oh, because sure, that was sure. easy to prepare. So I hate. I, excuse me. I'm not a big fan of eggs in general. Like the texture gets to me sometimes. And there's I this cannot, one. You know, the funny thing. I love eggs, but I can understand that because it is kind of weird foam yeah. rubber. And uh, there's one diner in town that made my favorite eggs. So she tried to imagine how they make eggs and tried to replicate it. Those are pretty good. Pretty it, was, close. It, was, it was excellent. Yeah. yeah. It was made with love. The secret ingredient love. I wish I had a wife. You're making me jealous. I'm just alone in my basement eating food rations. <laughs> yeah. while- You wake up on a Sunday morning, it's breakfast in bed, eggs, and hot sex. And then Bill's sitting there just like watching kids' cartoons, eating MREs, fucking playing with Simpsons Lego sets. Oh my gosh, well, Bill, how um, was the Simpsons Lego treating you, buddy? I started, well, last week I built uh, Chief Wiggum's car. This week I actually started proper on the Quickie Mart. Yeah. I got a little bit, it's the best, it's... Is again, this is terrible radio, but uh, I got to build like uh, a Pooh's little, his little counter with all oh, the magazines yeah, and everything like that. The Angry Dad magazine, Mom Monthly. Yeah, and I built the first part of all the coolers with all like the drinks and milk, like the dairy coolers and oh, everything like great. that. that's great. It's fucking cute. The amount of detail in that set is amazing. It's cute. It's not going to be a bit, very big set, but all the little... Oh, little gigas. A little, yeah, little gigas is fucking hilarious. That's so good. Do you know what those slope pieces are called? Little, well, yeah, like little triangular, like slope cheese pieces. Wed- wedges. Which totally makes sense. Well, half as often not that you get, you know, the yellow ones get used as cheese wedges in, so in the set. But oh, this is cute. As this balls. thing's got a fucking crazy amount of stickers and shit. Which yeah. 
Apparently, Lego nerds hate stickers. I can see why, because I need to get a pair of tweezers. Because, yeah. of course, you know, if it's you got fat supply. fingers and you try to put stickers on a very tiny Lego piece, you mess up. It's you interesting fucked that up. this isn't a um, tray; that it's a bunch of different. Yeah, it's it's composited. That that was this actually is, most of that's that's that first step was just actually just building the base. To handle. But yeah, just all the little details. And it comes with like little uh, Slurpees. That's so little cute. Little Lego Slurpees, the squishies. So cute. So that's how that's how I spent my uh, Saturday afternoon yesterday. Was, and that's gonna take me a while because there's still like. If I, that's going to take me another month to finish that off. Yeah. So it's going to be fucking awesome. I spent my Saturday uh, trying out the new Dragon Age multiplayer. Yeah. So they've uh, they've released, this is the second pack of down, free downloadable content they've released for multiplayer. And, uh, but this the is the first one, one. Did they put out the first one just like a couple, like two weeks ago? Oh, uh, not, they released it not too long after launch. It was pretty mild. Oh, I thought, okay, okay. It was just, they just added a few little things. But okay. this is, they added a new map and they added three new character classes. And it's really fun. You said the characters are actually the characters character classes. Yeah. Like you're so, playing as Isabel, the pirate lady? Yeah, she, one of the characters character is class. Isabella from uh, uh, Dragon Age 2 and technically Dragon Age 1. Yeah. Um, Does a, she just get mentioned but not shown or something? No, you you can have a threesome with her in Dragon Age 1. Or, or Origins, excuse me. Uh, there's, um, or excuse me, you can just have sex I heard she has like an admiral's hat now. She, well, she does. It's one of the jokes of the game is like, <laughs> Hawk, if you ask Hawk how Isabella is doing, she's like, oh. she's not being an admiral, she probably has a ridiculous hat. Uh, but they also released, uh, on April Fool's, they made their joke was that they're going to have a new multiplayer character that was a bard named Zither who played yeah, an electric talked about guitar. This last week. Yeah, yeah. And then they added Skywatcher, who's one of my favorite minor characters in the game. And the new multiplayer stuff is really fun. They did. They made some fundamental changes to how the maps work. Yeah. That actually really improves some shit. So they will revise some of the old maps. Well, they so the maps are basically five random modules, uh-huh. and they change some of the variables in the modules just to liven things up. Oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense because after you've played them for a couple months, yeah. And one thing they did uh in the uh sing the final thing is that the final area is always uh you're you're in a room an antechamber that leads into some larger opening where you're supposed to have the final attack yeah but people would always camp that antechamber and basically so the villains have to funnel in and you could you could trap them and take them out and so you'd play these games all co-op right it's it is you and all, a band it's, of people. it's four four person co-op yeah okay yeah and so you'd go in and you'd try to like go out into the actual map and, and engage with the enemy and people would just be they would just be they're notifying not, you. They're come not here, using their Yeah, they're not playing the map right. Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they, they're cheesing it, but they're not like really having a fun time with it. Well yet. they're just not you know, it's like you you just couldn't you had no option but to do that because yeah, exactly, the rest of your party that's what everyone camp else out. Do. That's some so, of the problems with the co op in in in, in uh in Destiny, yeah, because some people found a way to cheese maps, and that's what everyone started doing. So if you wanted to go into a map and start like just fighting enemies like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. no one else is doing it, yeah. And so you're kind of like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they changed it, so now you actually have to yeah, go see, out okay, into the map good. to even start that final battle. And then they add, so all the maps are pretty linear. Mm-hmm. They added a new map that's like this giant sprawling castle with all these random yeah. ways to navigate. And at the end of it, you can choose, you can that's either cool. fight all the like one final grandstand or. Or you could fight a dragon with their party, and it's actually a lot of fun. Have you tried to fight a dragon? Oh yeah! Did you I've, win? I've played like maybe six matches no, since okay. update, and uh, four times I beat the dragon. Oh really? So. Yeah. What do you get for beating the dragon? Well, just a lot of shit. You I don't want anything that carries well, you over to single die. player. Well, no. Oh no, no. Like it's, no I thank stuff. God they they firmly like drew a line. Yeah, thinking about destiny because the, there is stuff that kind of jumps back and forth a bit. But no, so, uh, are you playing with randos? 
Yeah. 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 I actually, no it's friends. a game that's actually no really nice oh, to play with It's really nice to play. It's it's very appealing to play with There's Randos, no voice actually. chat, right? I mute them. I don't okay. want to talk to anybody. I just want to play a fucking game. <laughs> and uh, it's, but it's, it's I, I normally oh. don't like multiplayer because I don't like playing with other people. Yeah, this, this is, is I think this is the first like. time I've ever heard you talk about video game multiplayer for I more like than it. like five minutes ago. I'm, fuck this. It's fun. I mean, I got pretty tired of it, but then I played the fuck out of it. I prestiged. I prestige two characters. Oh, really? But, it, I mean, it's not so super it hard to multiplayer. Like, uh, did you just max out the character? Can you roll them back? Yeah. So, if you roll them back, Fucking then you a. get you permanently upgrade the stat for all of your characters. Oh, really? Okay. So, like, if you prestige a See, because uh, I'm used to prestige you prestige in Call of Duty, but all you do is, like, an extra little emblem. There's nothing yeah. practical, no practical value to uh, prestige. That's cool. If you prestige a mage, you get plus one to will How on everybody. How many beat in the single player campaign in that? Uh, technically, I'm on my second canon playthrough. Your second canon? I like that you're specifically... Um, my second canon playthrough. I am... The three non-canon playthroughs don't matter. This only, is the one that actually... Actually, there are three non-canon yeah, that's playthroughs. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, this is... I am 130 Christ. hours into my second plan canon playthrough. Oh, my God! Of, of Dragon Age. I thought it was bad because I played through my first playthrough of Bloodborne for, like, 100 hours. I have pretty much been playing this game... Almost once a week, at least since November. That's good. I'm glad you're getting your. Well, I'm you definitely really getting this my game. I'm glad you really like it. it. Yeah. Uh, so, were you ultimately disappointed in the single player? What did you think of the single player? Because you seemed to be pleasantly surprised by the multiplayer. I really enjoyed it. Um, I at first I I had a lot of issues with it, and they basically boiled down to I don't want a Dragon Age game that feels like Skyrim. Yeah. And they really I don't care about fetch quests and and little shit. Like, I want more character moments. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a little disappointed that a lot of the secondary objectives for your characters don't necessarily... don't Aren't necessarily rewarded with more dialogue or anything like that. Like, it's... I want more time... So you're doing stuff for for stuff's sake, so rather than... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would rather have... I mean, it makes sense in terms of the larger narrative that you are the Inquisitor, but I don't give a shit about being the Inquisitor, I give a shit about my friends. Yeah. So I wish there was more meat mm. on... But I understand why that's hard when you have nine well, characters. Especially a game like this where they're trying to strike a balance between character stuff, trying to get this, like, trying to appease the largest audience possible. Well, and also half those, more than half those characters, you don't have to have in the Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can send them all out the fucking door. So, like, why they can't, there's a By virtue of the fact that you have nine characters, that of itself... Exactly! It's supposed to appease your character wantingness. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you want more like, on top of that. But it's like, I want less, that, yeah. I want less breadth, more depth. Yeah. Basically, and it's it's hard, and I understand why they don't do it, but it, it's hard when you're like. I granted, I played this game 120 hours now in this playthrough. It's hard you should, when you wander you out. Work for fucking Bioware QA at this point. Well, it's like fucking a. It's uh, like uh, I want to hear my friends talk when I take them yeah. out in the world, and it's weird to be out there in five for five hours and they're silent. And can I just watch you play my Dragon Age game? <laughs> That's what Foley made play me do. My Foley yeah. has a Dragon Age game that she started and that she was playing, and I was enjoying watching her play. But she, now she's like, Annie, you play. Can I move on with you guys for six months? And so every time I have to navigate the menu, I just hand the controller to you, and I go back to. <laughs> I'm real good. Ah. I should say that's one thing they changed with multiplayer. Crafting in multiplayer was a pain in the ass, and was they it, tweaked was it, it a as bad bit. as in single player. But they yeah. still are not to tweak the single player crafting. Oh fuck no, they're never going to. <laughs> it's even worse <laughs> in multiplayer. Why? to figure out how to do the shit They're on never consoles. Gonna do it. They're never going to better on it. PC. Probably. Is there a PC version of that game? Of course. Of course I'm going to get a gaming PC. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. There's no specific plans, but... Yeah. Yeah, fucking consoles. Did you hear, like, they announced uh, Dishonored, the, uh... 
or remake of Dishonored this week. Oh, did they? Not if I think I don't think it was officially announced, but it was like uh, leaked somewhere. Oh, uh, I think Brazil. I'm sure they're like Bethesda is going to talk about it. Like, at E3. yeah, exactly. Well, especially the E3 is just coming up within a month, so mm-hmm. this this is the time when all this shit accidentally starts leaking. Wouldn't it be great if they're getting they ready had, to announce it? If they rent that giant ballroom and have their own special press conference, and everyone is hoping for them to say the words Fallout Four, and instead they say a Dishonored remake. Exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. Why did you think about that? Because that's the same studio. Oh, so, yeah, so they're probably announced. They're the publisher. The thing is, I'd be kind of because Dishonored was fun as well. Dishonored was a little fun game. Yeah, and you do have options to do stuff. That I mean, that game does have replayability. Yeah. yeah. Then again, I fucking played that game four years ago. Well, see, that's like, the do thing. I want to spend like, sixty bucks just again? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, some of these games that are getting remade are good, but at the same time, I want some yeah. fucking new experiences. Yeah. Well, did, did you hear the other shit. rumors? Mostly, so they. It sounds like they are going to show Fallout. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a 30 to 40 minute live gameplay demo. Oh, seriously? But, spoilers, it's not coming out this year. That's going to be their kind of like, yeah. here's the game. I figured but... if they announce it, it's next spring at the soonest. That would be, that would be nice, because I could deal with next spring. Because especially a big game like that in the middle of a yeah. relatively slow season yeah. like spring, even though spring is now... It's, the season. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like second Christmas at this yeah. point. But yeah. Especially, yeah, because... There's nothing much to play this year. I know. It's a fall. It's almost like the game that everyone's expecting to come out this year. Well, I don't, like I said, I never expect. I hope to rationally be this year, but I, I expect it'll What's be next Tomb year. Raider coming out? Do you know? Oh, fucking. It's an Xbox me. exclusive. As, I don't give a as shit. As a stockholder in Tomb Raider, tell me. As a person with an Xbox One, you should know. It's I an don't. Xbox exclusive? It is an Xbox One exclusive. You can borrow my fucking Xbox. I'm so mad. I mean, it's a timed exclusive, but still, I'm like, shit. You can borrow it. Fuck that I'm shit. seriously, no, I'm seriously going to get a second power cable for my Xbox so I can give it to other people. Uh-huh. Because my my whole, like, it's it's hard to disconnect the power supply sure, from how yeah. my TV set up now. But yeah, seriously, it would take 10 seconds to disconnect it, put it in your hands, say, Annie, here, play some Forza, play some t- uh, Tomb Raider, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, AAA games are fucking expensive as balls to make, and no one can afford to make anymore. I don't, I mean, we're, we're seeing it now. It's been true for a long time, and we're seeing it now. Publishers are dying. The ones that still exist can yeah. only put out, quote-unquote, assured Didn't hits. Did just like a remake of God of War 3, too, or something like that? Man, it's really, it's attention. every week. It's a brand new, here's a game that you played three years ago. Yeah, it's because it's so much easier to do. Fuck. I don't blame I, I wonder what the publishers would have been doing right now if they actually had backwards compatibility on these consoles. They'd be fucked. Because there's no way you could really reasonably think to make that much money off these remakes. You could just play the old games on your console right now. Yeah, because even PS4, they have... Well, I would disagree with that. I think the person who goes out and buys a remastered game is very different than the person who would, like, even if it were cross-compatible on existing There are some games that even if it was backwards compatible, I would. Yeah. Like, Dishonored are probably wouldn't, unless the graphics are, like, fucked up, new good, or something like that. But, like, you know, like a big, like, role-playing game or something like that. You know, if they they had the new Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Or if they, they remade the whole Mass Effect trilogy, mm-hmm. that would be tempting. Especially if they went back and kind of like cleaned up Mass Effect 1 a little bit, like the mm-hmm. U and everything. That would be tempting, but yeah, it's... it's Oh, video games. Man, have you ever heard of uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the vampire comedy? I've heard that it's really good. Jojo I'm Renna allergic to vampires, so it's just like... It's actually it. pretty cute. It's Renna got Jermaine it. Clement from... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, from Flight of the It really is just four vampires living in a house in New Zealand just kind of just doing stupid shit. I've heard that it's really funny, it's but cute. I fucking hate vampires so much. They kind of make fun. There's, so there's like, there's like a... Uh, kind of like a Lestat um, interview the vampire vampire. Mm-hmm. There's an old uh, Count Orlock fucking Nosferatu vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like the Dracula vampire played mm-hmm. by uh, uh, Flight of the Concords. 
And then it's, 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 it's all specifically like Bram Stoker's Dracula, where he's sure. supposed to be super dark and sexy, but then they have to worry about paying rent, and they all hate each other, and no one's doing dishes. <laughs> it is pretty good. I don't want to oversell or anything like that, but it was... I've heard it's, it's pretty If you get bored good. and you got iTunes, fire that up for five bucks. It's, it's a good way to kill a Saturday night. So, Bill, it looks like you... I have seen you on PS4 lately playing... It looks like you've been playing Far Cry with Grumpy Turtle. Yeah, Grumpy Turtle! So, uh, there's, well, I, I played a bunch of co-op with, uh, with Foley mm-hmm. when the game first came out, like, what was it, six fucking months ago? But I guess, uh, Grumpy Turtle, he just finally got a copy of Far Cry, and, uh, so he wanted to play co-op with me, so we've been doing lots of co-op, mm-hmm. and playing co-op with him, we also, they came out with DLC where you have to go fight yetis oh, up in the snowy mountains. Yeah. It was kind of disappointing, because the new, the, the Far Cry 4 takes place in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. but... Everywhere you're running around, and it looks like Oregon. It looks like Jordan. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, there's snow-capped mountains in the distance. Yeah. And there's some rock-climbing stuff in the yeah. game. But you're not, like, up on top of, like, Mount yeah. Everest or anything like yeah. that. This game is more like that stuff. We're actually, like, in the, in the snowy highlands and stuff. Yeah. And there's big fucking yetis running around and shit. Super... It really is just another slice. You're just, like, in a big open area. At that point, it's not a yeti. It's a Sasquatch. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, you're just kind of fighting yetis, and we're just running around doing co-op stuff. So it's really Aww. cute. Yeah. I'm glad you're having a good time. Um... The only game I played this week, other than Dragon Age multiplayer, is um, the new uh, PlayStation Plus titles came out. Uh, PlayStation Plus members get two free titles per console, and re- in reality, for cross-play yeah, I don't games, think I saw those. Uh, you actually can get more. So, actually, for PlayStation Four members, you can download Hohokam because that's out for PS3. Uh, I want to check that out. And it's cross-buy. I think there's another cross-buy title, but for PS4, there's this game out called Ether One, and I hadn't this? even fucking heard of this game. I looked at the trailer. And it looked like it was kind of a gone homey sort of inspired narrative exploration First game. First person mm-hmm. puzzle game. So I mean, you could also it. I, I downloaded it and I played it, and I'd actually say it owes a little more to Mist and to um, what the fuck was that art game that everybody lost their shit over, where you're just wandering on an island and you're finding random letters. Um, Is that the next game from what's his face? The break. The Chinese guy? room game. The one that came out a couple of years ago and it made a bajillion dollars. What the fuck is it called? Chinese Democracy? That's a great album. <sighs> Thanks, Bill, for your help. I really appreciate it. <laughs> wait, so wait, the no, Chinese... It, it, it's a developer called okay. Chinese Room. They made the Amnesia 2 game, but before that they made a game, that indie game that was real walking simulator, that was an, more of an art game, and I'm fucking killing myself. It made a million dollars. Yeah, what's the name of their scary game? Uh, Amnesia 2. Amnesia. Fuck. Dark Descent. What is, Wait, what is so it? no, so two different studios have worked in the Amnesia games. There's the right. first one and there's the machine for pigs. Is it is it Oh maybe yeah. maybe they're the Chinese new... Room. Okay, yeah, you're right. The totally is called the Chinese Room. Uh Dear Esther. Dear Esther, fuck, yes. What the hell's talking about like Dear, Dear Esther. Esther? Dear Esther, I had to admit I Oh that okay, yeah, I because that's like two years ago. I didn't yeah. think about it, but I'm like, yeah, okay, because because Dear Esther looked like mist. Yeah. Because this... you're like you would be on top of like a windswept mountain peak and exactly. there's a letter saying, I hate you. Exactly. So this things. this feels more like that than it does gone home. Is that a good thing? No. <laughs> so here's the thing. Wow, no, damn. Don't put this in the show notes because I don't want these very nice people who developed this game but to come game and find sucks this. Balls. Oh I my got god. So the premise of this game, I should preface this by saying that I really am. I'm gonna probably finish this game. Gotta help me. Damn. And I'm Make glad it sound like you're trying to finish exists. your piece so you don't hurt your mom's it feelings. Feels like it feels like homework. So I'm glad this sort of game exists. I want more games like this to exist to the point that I will pay for this it. This is called Ether One. It is called Ether One. 
And it is a the premise of it is that is it called you, caramel too? You Cut are your coupons. Stop it. Let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> so the premise of it is is that you are a um, I can't fucking remember what your your the noun person. is. You're a nouner, and you enter this area this this waiting room for this high tech thing, and you can explore a little bit. And you are um, uh, you're there because you are using some sort of machine that allows you to enter the mind of someone and the the so storytelling this is, this is the first person parts of assassin creed let me sort of let me finish from <laughs> going say, yeah. so the um the implication is that this process is very dangerous it can really fuck up you the user it can mm-hmm. potentially fuck up the person whose mind you're entering but the thing is is that it's all treatment for dementia patients so your job is to enter the triggering memories of this dementia tape pa- patients find the mental plaque is what they call it the buildup that is triggering their dementia and remove that mental plaque so the whole premise of the game is you are exploring the broken mind of someone suffering dementia which is that could either be a really good idea for a game or just like fucking pretentious art game bullshit it's really they're it's so close to being something really interesting. Yeah. And you can tell that they're trying to do... It really does feel more like Mist and Dear Esther. Is the plaque... Is, so this so you're saying that this is really just Mario Sunshine and the plaque is just the goo you have to spray down that's and that's it? precisely what they're doing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, like, that's a great premise, but how do you translate that into a game and still make it fun? Well, well you know, not, I mean, not fun to play, but like still a compelling experience. They yeah. do... So you explore... the. You go into this, this, this chamber that they call... The fuck do they call it? Your case. Your case is this strange chamber where there's a chair and you can there are shelves where you can store items from the places you visit. And there are also um uh, if you go downstairs, there's a locked safe that you can't get into. There's your your sleeping chamber and a bathroom, and there's this projector. Does this take place in the real world that you're talking about? The well, space, or is it like the a case waiting room? Is, a, me- is the... a mental place. Okay, yeah. So like it is your safe place to go while you're doing. So it's this like work. you're going into the matrix. It's the white room where you get your exactly. Guns yeah. yeah, exactly. So you go from the the case, which is your hub, to into these various memories of various places. Okay, so you're not just exploring one person's brain then. Well, you're exploring one person's brain, but you're exploring multiple memories. Memories in this one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Brain, and it's it's just it's not it's trying to. This be, sounds cool. I like the see, basic this is the idea. Thing. It's trying to be enigmatic, yeah. and it's trying to be in media res, and you just have to figure it out as you go. But it's just a little too distant and a little too smart for itself, and it is riddled with typos. <laughs> really, like you'll find no, these. There is no fucking excuse. You for that. find these. You live in fucking 2015. There's fucking autocorrect. There's fucking you hide you, you you pay someone five bucks to hey look at my stuff there and it's not there are things those. like that's that's yeah. like there I feel just, like more offended by that than any kind of gameplay stuff it's I shouldn't about. say riddled that's but a little you know too what, strong but, enough that, like, but it's, it's like when you find a written thing and there's like instead of uh, um of uh, apostrophe there's the um fucking what is it like the acid text for when an apostrophe code yeah for an os- uh, apostrophe is just like that sort of shit and it feels like the game is just it, sh- it feels like it's a game made by two people and I'm pretty sure that's entirely possible what it is but it's like, oh, it's like i, I feel felt like, through the like a... world and i like I, I i lost my like an hour of gameplay because i hadn't saved because i just plummeted through the world yeah and it's just like shit like that so this is like a papa yo problem it's like where it's an interesting idea for a game yeah. interesting ambitions but the team's too small or just people who hate gone home should play this game because all the criticisms that people have gone home i feel like this game is actually emblematic of yeah like it, this game really does feel like 
it is it's a it's more of a walking simulator. The environments are, are Are you actually interacting with stuff or are you actually just picking up letters and you're trying so, to figure out mentally like what's going on, painting a picture and then it's like maybe it, there pulling are, a lever or something. There are but basic not, puzzles to yeah. it and but the puzzles are optional for the most part. The puzzle there are some puzzles that you need to navigate to um, proceed through the story. Yeah. But there are there are optional puzzles that you can complete that restores aspects of this person's mind. Okay. So the implicate one of the pitches of the game is that it is a game about choice in a way that a lot of games are. But your choice is you can just blaze right through this person's brain and do the bare minimum of what you need to proceed, or you can actually try and cure them hmm. by finishing solving these puzzles. And it's just the game the puzzles just aren't quite smart enough, and the design it, it isn't quite. I don't know. It's just not actually enjoyable. Is the lady named Esther? And does that thing, when you beat the game, does it change the from Ether one to Esther one? <laughs> Someone it's, just writes in the S. I mean, I may be an asshole, and to be fair, no. I'm, I mean, it, there's I'm, a basic playability that I'm, you need for a game, even if it's got like, an interesting idea. I'm 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 ha- I'm in a I'm not in a super great mental state lately, so I'm not inclined. I'm inclined to be a lot less charitable than I am usually. Yeah, but this fucking game is it's such an interesting idea, and it just we'll feels... not mention this game in the show notes at all. Don't because I feel I feel I don't want not gonna... I don't want these port like I I was looking exactly, around. And you yeah. can find a, a a black light bulb in the game that's actually a Fulbright bulb, like the Fulbright oh, company so that they actually, got yeah, you're friends and with so this I, guy, so you don't I, I posted be, yeah. it to to Twitter because I thought it was great, and someone from the game studio found it like oh we're glad someone found it and I'm like I know that they're googling their shit and I don't want because I think that their game is a really good idea and I think it's a noble thing yeah. but I don't I don't think they, they quite just did have it. enough resources put together yeah, yeah they didn't quite what's, what's, get it's there. a better video game than you and I could ever create exactly yeah, so it's not like yeah the effort and I admire the work with it but it's just a I game that needs for, just to check it out myself I mean I'll get it anyway just because it's free on PS I feel uh, like it's a it's a PS Plus, it but. is the game equivalent of a story that desperately needs an editor. Yeah. And I don't even mean for, like, necessarily typographic shit. I mean, like, for basic no, in terms pacing of just concept. and structure. Yeah. And it just doesn't quite... It feels like someone had a vision that they really wanted to execute on, and they didn't necessarily... You just got away from them. I, yeah, I don't know. I want to I wanna go back and play some more of it, but I also feel like it's work. Like, it's not... I, I kind of want to just fucking go ahead and get How much a fucking walkthrough. I, according to the in-game clock, I paid five hours of it. So, I mean, I put in a fair amount. So, this is your just... Life is Strange. Well, a Life is Strange was also my Life is Strange. I mean, I still haven't beat episode two. I still haven't. I got to the end of episode one, and I just said, fuck this shit. Oh, I just man. put it down, and everyone But the back. thing is, is, like, I think those games should exist. Did... I want them to exist desperately. Did you hear there's another... This is becoming a genre of itself, the first person just walking around simulator. Uh, there's a new one that they announced this week. It's going to be starring Ashley Birch. Uh, she's walking around some kind of space station. Fulbright should sue. <laughs> Fucking well, Tacoma. No, they, but so it's actually it's a watch- puzzle-based game, though. Uh, is it a puzzle-based one? Yeah, but like she's running around with a robot ago. with Dante Bosco. Yeah, they talked about this. They yeah, this a while ago. It's actually Birch and Zuko. Yeah, yeah. I'll the shit out of that game. Yeah. I'll pay you five bucks to do it if the puzzles are really puzzling. I'm like, I just want to hear people. Talk. <laughs> I, just I like watch. these people. But like, I want this shit to do well. I do. I want oh, yeah. games like this you to exist. Support. That's the thing. But you, uh, you also have to be at least a little honest about okay, then maybe that game didn't quite. I feel like how this about. Slavishly devoted this shit. I feel like how I do about visual novels, where I really want to like visual novels and I really want to support them, but I play yeah. them and they're mostly unplayable. <laughs> it's like going to your brother's little league game and the team sucks, but you're just gonna go and like, hey, support. I wish, yeah, I wish you guys the best. It's like you really fuck. like baseball. I better bring a book. But you go to a little league game. Yeah, and, and, yeah, exactly. It's 
It's like, yeah, well, I don't I know. know. I feel like a dick. I appreciate I wanna, your enthusiasm for doing this. I want to. I want to give this game another shot. But there are little things like you can't. You can't switch inversion on the y axis. Like there are little things well, like that. That means I can't play because that's. And it's just like there's just little well, shit so like much that. For Esther. Like, or, you what should, the fuck is it? Ether one. Ether one. The thing one? is, it's, it, they're gonna patch it, and it's it's free right now. And like I said, I think it's a really noble concept. It sounds interesting. Everyone should at least try to check it out just yeah. to see what the hell it is. But, but what's man, the game that's free this month? Uh, I can't remember anything interesting. Oh, uh, Guacamelee again. Oh, Which, yeah. if anyone has missed Guacamelee, it's worth and Especially because it's like the special edition, the Turbo yeah. Golden, whatever the hell. It's, Guacamelee it's is fucking. Dude, wait, so you guys game. beat that? I did. Yeah. I beat that too. That's like one of the few like video game arcade, like Xbox Live yeah. arcade games I've beaten a lot. Me time, too. So. Yeah. So, Bill, tell me about Mad Men. Mad Men! Man, this is a rough episode. There's, so, there's only two episodes of Mad Men left. It's going to mm-hmm. be the series finale in two weeks. And it was, it got really rough this week for the ladies on the show because even though it's Mad Men, it takes place in the 60s, well, technically they're in 1970 now, and the whole stereotype of the show, it's all all about sexism, brr, 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 brr. But Peggy and Joan, who are the two main female leads on the show, Mm -hmm. they had elevated themselves high enough up inside this company that Mm -hmm. the whole, that the whole show is about that sexism thing still came up often enough, but it wasn't, they were in a position of power that... It, their part of the show become, became as much about a show about women in power as much as women being objectified and stomped down by people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in the last couple episodes, their company has gotten bought up by a much larger monolithic company, mm-hmm. which is still much more old-fashioned. Yeah. And so all the male characters have been essentially assimilated in this company, and they are all gotten raises and stuff. Sure. And now these two female characters, female characters, female. are being treated like fucking secretaries. Yeah. In fact, actually, Peggy Olsen, who's the daughter from the West Wing... Mm-hmm. Because that's I can't yeah I, yeah yeah you don't watch the show but yeah it's it's, it's what's her face mm-hmm. um yeah she actually ends up being they they end up actually think she she was just the secretary and she gets like sent a basket of flowers along with all the other other secretaries that got moved over from the old mm-hmm. company to the new one then Peggy oh and, and the other uh, Joan yeah, Christina uh, Hendricks character she gets fucked up and sexually just fucked with with people and it's just like really like eh right right at the tail end of the show yep. it just gets back to I mean it's realistic it shit happens like that. And just super sad. But Christina Hendricks is now, she got a new boyfriend. Did I mention this? You did. She got a boyfriend. It's yeah. Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. He's the captain from Star Trek. <laughs> yes. And he's rich and stuff, so technically she doesn't need any of this shit. She's just yeah. sticking around with this company just to stick it out, and she's prideful. She doesn't yeah. want to get run out of the business by a bunch right. of sexist assholes. Yeah. But she's getting her shit fucked up. It's super sad. Oh, poor But girl. then Peggy, with the other character, the, the daughter from the West Wing, she does get a sexy painting and she's walking around, she's smoking. She's, all I know about this episode is all I, I saw all the gifts of her coming in that's, hugging that's over That's how the episode ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she finally does get her office uh-huh. at the company. Who knows what her future is going to be like, but they yeah. actually, she's... She, Gets them to figure out that she's not she's not just the secretary, but yeah, her entrance into the company is fucking fantastic. Yes. So yeah. at least everything else terrible that happens in the episode gets topped by a little 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 fucking cherry of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was that and Game of Thrones. Yeah. So you totally checked out on Game of Thrones. Oh wow, yeah. Well, you know everything that's going to happen because you've read all well, the books. Well, I read all the books, but now y'all are getting beyond the books. But yeah, this is the first episode this last week. Out of the blue for no reason. They started dropping, oh yeah, you know who who Jon Snow's real mom is? Spoilers for Game of Thrones. So the the big thing on Game uh-huh. of Thrones for the longest time yeah. was Um What? So what in canon is it? It's so Ned Stark fucked like a tavern waitress? That's what he's tavern told wench? everyone. And so Jon Snow is the but bastard the implication his ba- is that it's actually what's his butt's the former king's queen. Out of the fucking nowhere this week. 
they draw out three different hints and that as the what that's actually what happened. Yeah. There's uh there's three different spots in the episode. There's one thing where okay, so Stannis Baratheon is up at the wall and he's hanging out yeah. with the Night's Watch, and he and some other guys are watching Jon Snow do his stuff, and, and just down on the blue, Stannis is like, huh, he thinks his mom was a tavern wench. He's a fool. Or something like that. Like, he, he's no son of a tavern wench. Something and loaded. then, like, someone is talking to Daenerys Targaryen yeah. about her older brother, yeah. who is supposed, to, that everyone suspects is actually the real father of Jon Snow. And because yeah, supposedly it was it was uh, Daenerys Targaryen's older brother who ran off with Ned Stark's brother or mm-hmm. sister who was bequeathed the Robert Bar- Baratheon anyway. Yeah, yeah. So anyone, st- someone's talking to uh, Daenerys about how yeah, your brother was super awesome, but he really loved this other lady so much mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And there was another third thing, but enough that everyone's like, I hope yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that's more confirmation of that yeah. of, of that thing than than. Or anything like yeah, that, yeah. And especially by the end of the season, they're, they're kind of gonna be they're gonna be caught up to the books essentially. Yeah. And so it's this is like their first time they've actually really started going out outside of the boundaries of the books. Yeah. Not just deleting stuff or moving pieces around. Yeah. But like okay, there's gonna be some shit that's we're they're gonna find out on. soon. Yeah. Huh, so. Interesting. What is uh, uh, Jorah up to these days in the show? Jorah has just kidnapped Tyrion. <laughs> okay. Is that I can't remember because by that point I was like, fuck these Spoilers books. to Game of Thrones. I, this is where I last remember him. He is drunk. He gets, he, I remember this he's is with what Tyrion. Because he's, yeah. he's drunk in a bar in a brothel with a uh, prostitute who looks like Daenerys. Oh, that's that was this episode. And the, uh, he meets Tyrion. No, that and, was last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, are, have they been captured yet? Who? Do they get? Have they become slaves yet? Spoilers again. I know. No, yeah. That's the rest of the season, I guess. No. So, uh, so be a <laughs> no. So last episode, last season, Tyrion killed his daddy, yeah. Tywin, and he gets on a boat and he oh, goes. Oh man, I kind of want to watch the show. Was that as emotionally satisfying in the show as it was? It was pretty good. I was hoping it could be even more. It's sad because he like strangles his his girlfriend too. His and that's yeah. kind of sad. And that's well, kinda, to be that fair. actually really taints the whole thing. Cause like that—that that was. Very, I can imagine reading that in a book versus watching that in a show. Was watching very the show different. was a little bit like, because mm. she was still. Yeah. I like that character, even though she was kind of screwing him over a little bit. She didn't deserve to die. Let's put it that way. But so, uh, yeah, Tyrion killed Tywin. Now he's escaped over to the other, you know, the other side of the sea, and uh, he's escaped with Varys. And mm-hmm. T- Tyrion really doesn't care about anyone, but Va- Va- uh, Varys is the one saying we got to take you to Queen Daenerys because yeah. if if he's like he, he Varys is pretty much a Daenerys supporter. He's like yeah. you know like dude, yeah. You get Daenerys back over here, and she'll take care of everything. She'll yeah. she's she's the righteous ruler we should be trying to back. And if I can get you with her, you guys can make some magic happen. Yeah. And so yeah, they end up going to a tavern. You know, because Tyrion's just drunk, and he yeah. well, especially he's super depressed because he yeah is, he's, he's not having a good time. Yeah, he got exiled <laughs> from his own kingdom, just killed yeah. his own dad. And so yeah, he's getting drunk in a tavern. And he goes to take a piss until like Drew Marwan's there, and it's like I'm gonna take you to the queen, and like puts him in a sack and runs away. <laughs> And then, yeah, so the last episode, this most, most current episode was uh, just uh, Jorah and Tyrion in a boat. <laughs> just, like, snarking this at each other. This show. Goddamn um, Game of Thrones. But it is suggested that this week Tyrion's going to see his first dragon because one of Daenerys' dragons is flying mm-hmm. around, like, escaped. She can't control. Yeah. Man, this yeah, show, dra- this, this season fucks up with the dragons. is totally in a holding pattern because, like, Daenerys yeah. isn't, like, in marine. Hey, welcome to the fucking last book. This <laughs> one because everyone complaining about the show is what everyone's been complaining, yeah. complaining about these these books for the last couple of years. She's just sitting there just like, I don't know what to do, slaves or stuff, I don't know. Yeah. 
And, like, Jon Snow's just up at the wall with, like, yeah. Stannis kind of watching him talking about who his mom is really is and isn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. there's no, like, no one's really doing anything. anything. Yeah. Aside from, yeah, aside from Jorah stealing uh, Tyrion, and uh, Marjorie has just married, um, Tommen? You know, Jeffrey's little brother. Oh, yeah. Marjorie, you know, smirk face. Yeah. She's just, so she's trying to, like, squeeze out Cersei out of the kingdom. Yeah. Cersei's. Oh, man. I Cersei's forgot. getting close. I'm assuming that's this season shit. with Cersei. Cersei has a good time. Fucking Cersei. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. Shit goes. The, her, her, her experience in those books are fascinating to me because her. Oh, man, Cersei. That's she's, what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's it. So the, the first thing you see in this season, the first episode of the first scene uh-huh. in this season is, it's the first flashback the show's ever had, Yeah, and you see two young girls going off to, to a witch's head. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before. And it's two girls, uh, they want to they want to talk to a witch to see what their future is going to be. Mm-hmm. Within 10 seconds, you find out it's Cersei and some other girl. Mm-hmm. It's like teenage 16-year-old Cersei. Mm-hmm. Which is great, because the person they cast for young Cersei, it's great, because you still kind of essentially just dress like old Cersei, but still mm-hmm. just kind of like, hey, fuck you, baby, baby. you know, she's like, yeah. seriously. And, but the witch says something about how you, one day, all your children are going to die, and you're going to be usurped by a younger, more beautiful, more beautiful, more powerful queen, and it's kind of sad. So they're, they're obviously setting up the stakes of, like, what, you know, they're, they're pretty open about how Cersei is going to get sure. fucked up. Oh, man, that kind of sucks, but, though, because the whole point of her, I don't think that, they, I don't think they, they, that's in the books, I don't think. Yeah, I don't but know. But the whole point is that she, she thinks she's fucking doing great. <laughs> she's kind of doing okay. Like, she thinks she's like, finally, I'm unfettered. I don't got to worry about dad. Well, I don't got to worry about my family. I'm the boss. She's kind of sad because dead, but she, at least now she doesn't have her dad looking yeah, over. Yeah, so she feels she, like she's, she's ruling. She's right like, now, this she's, is it. this is the first time she really is going to control. In the book, she feels like she's flying high, mm-hmm. and she know. I mean, it's obvious that it's like she has to believe that because it's the only way she can not fall apart. Yeah, because shit's not going. I mean, the well. only reason she's flying this high is because someone, so much, so many of her family members have died. <laughs> so that's not actually yeah. a good thing, but at least that means she's getting more Fuck power. Game but yeah, she's totally up on that roller coaster, getting pushed off the top of that hill, and now she's pretty soon she's gonna go over the yeah. top and go, oh no man do you know what happens to her i'm not gonna tell you for spoilers i know i've seen it's people ask her about like have you filmed that do you know what's gonna happen to you in the books essentially yeah. and she's like yeah i know we're trying to figure it out <laughs> i don't want to have to cut my hair fun. off yeah it's not fun she has bad time yeah there was something well, i think, I think there was a spoiler report from the set where they had her running around with a body do- yeah there's some stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's so good she anyway. doesn't get killed but she does get fucked up uh well she you are does she get persecuted by the religious people yeah. is that a big thing of it because yes she, well, no, because there's a big thing she's just so, so suddenly starting to make friends with the, the high sparrows yeah yeah the religious folks yeah and that seems to be that her gateway to like she that's gonna backfire a bit of a slat turn yeah exactly once they find out because yeah no, 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 no. that's no good so with but yeah no the big news this week yeah exactly the the r plus l equals j theory just really got thrown down well, that's the thing with Rhaegar Targaryen and Lysa Stark and yeah. and Sansa is sad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sansa's just a Winterfell going. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much going on in the show, but it's still yeah. fun. It's it's not well. While you're watching Bad Dead and Game of Thrones, the two hot hot it shows of the moment. Yeah. I was on Netflix watching Frankie and Grace. <laughs> oh, 
So I only know that the show exists because uh, there's a writer online whom I love named Julianne Smolinski who goes by the Twitter handle of Boobs Radley who's fucking hilarious and she wrote for the show. Uh-huh. So she's been talking about it. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. It is a, sh- a vehicle, a Netflix original series for Lily Tomlin and... Oh, um, I heard about this. Jane Fonda. And oh wait, no! Lily Tomlin's got a couple things going on right. This is not one of that, because there's supposed to be a movie. Lily Tomlin's a lesbian hanging out with uh, someone else, but it's it's not Jane Fonda though. This show is about Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are married to um, uh, Sam Watterson and Bill Sheen, or excuse me, uh, um, uh, tra- uh, not fuck, Martin Bill Sheen. Watterson. Uh, Sam Watterson and 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 Charlie Sheen, not fucking Martin Sheen. God damn yeah, it! There's too Sheen. many close names. He's married to West Wing and Law, Law and Order, right? It's, is that who we're talking about? He's married to Jane Fonda. Who, and who's Lily Tomlin to, is married to Sam Watterson. And Sam Watterson being Law and Order, right? I've never seen Law and Order. I don't who's know. Sam I know him because he he did the SNL sketch about robots coming to kill you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his point. You know, you're so Law and Order because he's like. He also played Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War documentary. So, um, Martin Sheen and and uh, Sam Watterson tell their wives they're divorcing them because they're in love and have been for 20 years. And they, this happens at the same time for both of them. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of have them to dinner. And the thing is... That There's no course, funny thing where you find out that they're actually dating each other. Like They are dating each other. It's Sam Watterson and Martin Sheen are a gay couple. Oh! That is the premise of the show. No, that is literally the premise of the show. And I filed copyright infringement on that. They turned my joke in the actual premise of the show. (laughs) Jane Fonda is like an uptight waspy lady. So these... Let me finish. (laughs) I'm explaining it to you, literally. And Lily Tomlin is kind of a hippy-dippy freak. and uh, A hippy-dippy arty weirdo. Yeah. And they hate each other. So like when they're going to this dinner, like, get us out of here because I don't want to spend time See, I thought you were suggesting that they were friends whose husbands just happened to be. They're husbands are partners so they've always had to socialize but they hate each other but when their husbands have them to dinner and they're both like i've got to get out of here i hate this fucking woman their their husbands are like well we're inviting you here because we're telling you that we're leaving you both and man together. Good. well it's such a good premise good and you never have shows about people in their fucking late 50s early 60s that's why i'm surprised lily tomlin's doing a lot of shit right it's now it's so great to watch you know a show about gay? people no, I didn't know she was gay. I just was reading, reading her Wikipedia article. Oh. She just came out just... I don't know if she came out just recently, but she's got a life... She's been with a partner for 30 That's years. Awesome. That's like, But not to derail the conversation. To entirely derail the conversation. Yeah, I know, yeah. but still, but yeah. So it's interesting to watch a show that's about a happy, older, homosexual couple. Because, I mean, obviously the core drama is these... They're trying to navigate the exit of this relationship, and these women don't... Have no one to talk to but each other, and so they're having to, like, support each other during this difficult time. And... Uh, but it's so... There are all these little moments about Martin Sheen and Sam Watterson finally starting to live their lives together the way they want Okay, so to. the show's as much about them as it is about the Very the, No, wives. it's mostly about the wives. Oh, but, but you, you see still these get to little, see little moments of them, like, little things like Sam Watterson wakes up in, in bed and, and like for the, and, he lean, and he sees he sees Charlie Sheen there or Martin Sheen there and he's like oh and he just curls up again. and it's like a sweet little thing it's the that cutest shit that is so shit. weird because I know those actors from such other stuff I know that it's like, but it's just you never it's see it's so cute when Ron Perlman holds uh, 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 and Dana DeVito yeah exactly <laughs> it's like oh so cute but it's a uh, uh, I mean they, they really lean on a lot of the stereotypes oh she's an uptight wasp oh 
oh, she's a crazy hippy dippy. I don't want to sell it too hard because it, it, and especially the first, we're only three episodes in, and the first episode is really weak. The second episode, it starts getting sea legs. By the third episode, it's well, finally where got, you only got the this far in the show because you're too lazy to get up and change your remote. Well, no, I want it again. I want to watch it because yeah. I want it to do well. Because how often do you it's see Frankie story, and Grace? Uh, it's about yeah, it's called Frankie and Grace. How often do you see stories about people over the age of forty? Yeah. Fucking never. Much less where they're the protagonist. Much less where they're shown with compassion and, and grace. But it's funny because the writing is on one level. And then the editing and the music and the way it's filmed are entirely different. Like it's is it filmed, bad? It's filmed and scored like it's a WBE like oh, family no. drama. And the writing is a little more wacky. So there's a little bit of a disconnect in the yeah. first. Like especially in the first episode. Like there's <laughs> one they, they're really like the that women the women are really struggling. They're really having a hard time and they get high and there's this scene where they're both um, having a trip on the beach and it's filmed like an under the Tuscan sun sort of moment when really it's these women breaking and just allowing themselves to break. It's not like a rah-rah she power moment. Yeah. It's, it's like a, these women are fucked up and this is a manifestation of their grief. And, but the show, the editing and the way the music is scored does not get it at all. And it's just, it's really strange. So it sounds like a couple writers know what they're doing handing it off to a production crew who is just yeah. like whatever. It's, it's very it's just, strange. Yeah. But it, like I said, I'm on the third episode now and it's gotten its sea legs a little bit. Okay. And the episode we just finished was really good because um, the premise of it is that uh, the dads invite the, all the children, because they all have a d- grown children. Uh, they invite the, the two dads, invite their children over for dinner for the first dinner. And the whole time, Sam Watterson's like, I'm forgetting something. I know I'm forgetting something. And so the kids all show up, and they're like, we can't tell mom where we are because it'll break her fucking heart. Yeah. And one of the... And, they, like, they feel like they can't be angry because their dads are gay. Because their dads have been hiding this their whole lives. And now... So it's like they feel like they should be happy. But when in reality, of course they're fucking angry. One of the daughters says, like, if they were fucking women for the last 20 years, we would be furious. Yeah. We would not be... It's only because they're gay they that feel we're like kind we of on their side or something yeah. and it's just like a nice thing. see that's cool so yeah yeah it's actually both sides of the argument there yeah. yeah so it's it's just it's a really it's an interesting show and I want to keep watching it because I want it to be good and I want it to end with full on Thelma and Louise <laughs> it's just like Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin just fuck everyone this sounds like a great audiobook being read by Pee Wee Herman <laughs> Like, you get the gist of what's supposed to be happening, yeah. the way it's being presented yeah. is just, like, distractingly fucked up. It's a up. little, yeah. it's just not, it's not quite, That's it's a, a little cast, dissonant. I it's watch... a really good cast! Jane Fonda's great, Martin Sheen's great, Sam Watterson is great, and Lily Tomlin is great. It's just, like, it's, oh. I I want to like it really badly, and I'm you know glad what? it's getting really a little surprised. better. I've never cared much about Jane Fonda or anything like that, but she showed up in the, the Aaron Sorkin show, The Newsroom, on HBO, uh-huh. and she was actually pretty good. She actually shared a bunch of scenes with Sam Watterson. Sure. And uh, that's, that's it's just so nice to see older women on screen because you just don't you see older men all the time you yeah. never see older women on screen where they're not just a grandma or a punchline yeah exactly yeah. so it's just it's just so nice to have and a that's drama. the other thing yeah because Lily Tomlin's got a movie where she's like a lesbian hanging out with somebody else like and that's a whole movie that's coming out so I'm glad to see that she's getting stuff done just really it's have nice ever, have we talked about the Incredible Shrinking Woman well, before let me let me finish this real quick Foley pointed out this morning she's like why is this vaguely familiar and she remembered Martin Sheen and Lily Tomlin were together on the West Wing. But even on that, Martin Sheen was the president of the United States in a position of power. I forgot Lily Tomlin was on the West Wing. And Lily Tomlin is like his secretary. Yeah. You know, and it's like, 
there's like that even there it's like what is Martin Sheen he's the leader of the free world what is Lily Tomlin she's the secretary I do like it's really the West Wing and the newsroom coming together and they're both Aaron Sorkin <laughs> projects yeah. like Aaron Sorkin must have been like hey let's get some old people from my old TV shows together and have them make out but it's just it's and, and a lot of the show is about being older and not and like Jane Fonda in this episode is like this whole, going through this whole thing where like am I irrelevant like am I yeah. invisible she pees herself and there's a WB laugh track over it it's something like that yeah. it's uh but it's it's I I it's interesting I'm glad it exists and I want it to do well because there should be more stories about people who aren't just you know 20 to 30 something white men I like you're both so. between Frank and Grace and Ether one like your thing this week is like Things with great ideas and great potential just kind of mm-hmm. get fucked up in translation on its way to actually. Well, at least Frankie Grace seems to be evening out. It yeah, seems to be f- <laughs> it's it's gaining its voice. Other one, not so much. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep giving it a shot. I don't want to be. And maybe next week I'll come back and I'm like, yeah, this game is great. I take it all back. But, and you might come back with the fucking uh, Frankie Grace next week and go like, oh yeah, it actually turned out to be. Bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we finished the first. So you exactly. said it's on Netflix. Though, it's, right? it's, a, it's a Netflix original series. What is not? Netflix original. I fucking. I would much rather turn on Netflix and see Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda having a touching moment than see fucking Scrotal Recall on my screen. <laughs> you know Christ. what? I uploaded a vine of myself farting on the toilet today, and when I uploaded, it said Netflix original Bill farting on the toilet. And I was like, what? It's just, joke, it's just coded into society now. And with that joke, we're gonna take a little break and come back for the Geek Week interview. It was, it was called Brap Attack. <laughs> Needs the quickie mark. Now here's the tricky part. Oh, won't you rhyme with me? Who needs the quickie mark? Their floors are sticky mark. They made that sticky mark. Let's hurl a bricky mark. The quickie mark is real dope. Not me. Hey everybody, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. Uh, once again, this is a part of the podcast where Bill has written notes on the week that was, and I am reading his notes for the first time. Uh, this week in the week that was, <laughs> Sexy Hamburglar. Did you not see the Sexy Hamburglar? I could not. <laughs> Did you not even see this? I saw the photo, and then I watched a commercial I of his I researched this story. before we started recording just because I just saw the photo, and I ignored it for the rest of the it's, week. Uh, We're only mentioning this because I this was the part, internet outrage. I, it was one of those things where it came up, and I'm like, I refuse to be part of the pot, like the media buzz. I read more about it with like interviews with like the marketing team, and this really seems like it was invented just to piss off Twitter. Of course. Or just to piss off the internet. But just like, get not reaction. even piss off, but just confound everyone, because yeah. it's such a weird no, fucking let's idea. let's all admit, we all wanted the hamburger to be a little more fucking <laughs> Do you know what the hamburger's backstory is? Well, I saw that he, he went off and got married, uh-huh. and then he's raising he's raising a family in the suburbs. But now he's just suddenly realizing how much he likes hamburgers. Again. <laughs> but it's so obvious, like it's this weird focus tested. Yeah, like we're trying to get like thirty year old guys who maybe have kids and stuff trying to eat, make them eat garbage again, like they did in their twenties. <laughs> this is totally like their narrative, quote unquote yeah. narrative for the hamburger yeah. is trying essentially taking like. 30-year-old schmucky married guys 
and trying to like, okay, what happens? If we just put a little mask on them and say, "You're a hamburger. Come back and steal. Sneak in, get some burgers." Because they're trying to make it yeah. sound like you could sneak in and get some junk food. Yeah. While, while the wife and the it's kids like, aren't watching. You can't have an affair, but you can't have a burger. Yeah. Just what? because you might have diabetes, don't mean you can't sneak a burger. Too. The, the most offensive part of it all for me was I clicked on the video and while I was working on something, and see, it, I didn't it, even see the video. It, it loaded just... in, and in the, the headline was something like "News from the World of Lovin'" or something like that. Because their whole slogan is loving it instead of I'm loving it it's just loving ah. it's like yes to loving or what oh. fuck and I'm like no fuck all of this did you no, hear the no, Bud no. Light thing about say, take no out of the vocabulary that was their new slogan for no. Bud Light and they're like everyone's like how do you not understand oh my god when this is already a single of... woman is in the room that that's what why. yeah it's like the congratulations on your day oh. rape campaign um, so yeah, marketing kind of fucked up. Yeah. That, you know when what? I was a kid, I wanted to go into marketing because I thought, what's more exciting than talking to people, trying to talk to people about things they love? I'm so glad I didn't go that. You could, I would have actually. That would have been interesting to see how you would have fared. I would have fucked. I would have fucking you died. Shot twelve people. I would have died. I would have not. If survived. you could do marketing for like Nickelodeon, <laughs> maybe or I something could do like that. That's actually shit. like yeah, marketing for uh, Disney. Actually, you marketing for Disney would have been pretty nope. good. It's all back in the Disney vault. All of it. <laughs> uh, new Star Wars set picks reveal Adam Driver is the new bad guy and confirms Brandon Tarth as a badass looking Chrome Trooper. Yeah, I guess there was a Vanity Fair thing that came out this week, so they actually had a like two minute video of, yeah, you actually get to see the face of the bad guy. It's not just, like, in the mask and stuff. Yeah, and they actually confirmed that it's a Brienne of Tarth as kind of the Boba Fett-looking Chrome Trooper. That's person. nice. That's cool that the, the, the character that most people are going to cosplay is a woman. Well, that's what everyone's joking. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's going to be the new Boba Fett. Everyone's going to be cosplaying. And yeah. Dudes are going to have to figure out how to reverse engineer the, this lady's cosplay yeah. into, like, a dude version. So yeah. that's fucking fantastic. That's pretty Especially, rad. it's great because her... her uh, her uniform is not like obviously it's it's not obvious that it's a woman. It just looks yeah. like a person. It's not yeah. like she's got titty armor. She <laughs> just said out loud, it doesn't look like a woman, it looks like a person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, my person I mean is not gendered. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a really good Freudian slate. You know, that's what that's what Josh Reed Wheaton wrote on Twitter that got chased out. That's that's the first thing that Black Widow says in the Avengers too. I'm not a person. I'm a woman. I'm sorry. That was I know. I know exactly. That is not what you meant. I know exactly what you meant. But I feel like that just kind of sums it all up right there. Fat white guy in a basement who loves Star Wars. Who fucked up? Yeah. No, No, because there's like ladies who cosplay as stormtroopers. Yeah, they have like molded titty armor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no obvious like gender signifiers from her costume. Sure, yeah, yeah, but it's just yeah, she looks like a person. Not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks like you can project gender on her. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, so that's the app. That's also, the second Star Wars anthology was semi-confirmed to be Boba Fett. B- Bill wants George Miller to direct, even though by all rights it should be directed by yeah, Joe Johnson. Yeah, we talked Johnson. about this last night, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Johnson, he's the guy who the created... Yeah, he directed, he directed Rocketeer, he directed Captain America, but he also designed Joe... He, he worked at Under Fair Light and Magic, he designed the Millennium Falcon, he designed Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why? how do you not give him a Star Wars? Yeah. 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 
But if you're gonna have like, but George Miller needs to direct a Star Wars. Oh, and this is the other thing. Uh, read the next thing. Uh, Brad Bird confirmed his next film will be The Incredibles too. Which oh, a awesome. lot of people were suspecting that he'd be, he'd be maybe doing the third. I mean, if he still does Incredibles two, that might leave him room to do another. Because every, yeah. he's everyone's suggesting that he's lead contender to do Star Wars three essentially. But yeah, no, Brad so yeah. Bird's Star Wars movie would be fantastic. Yeah. But I kind of was surprised he's going back to Incredibles too. Yeah. He must have a really good idea because he's always yeah. been really cagey about that. Yeah. I mean, like, I wonder if it's going to be like, you know, does it take place ten years later? Because that movie's actually been out for a decade. Yeah. It means all the kids are grown up. But like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Huh. They're all in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain that. It's joke. a goop troop. <laughs> But it's a literal troop. Brad Bird had had said that he wanted to do a sequel to the Iron Giant about Hogarth in Vietnam, which is just I would hope it's just called Hogarth in <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, oh, it's... Bill's Bill's food just dripped all over me. Bill's, how's your food? Oh, no, it's actually just the water from the heating package. So, uh, anyway, uh, Hugh Jackman lip syncing making bacon pancakes. You didn't see this? No. So yeah, no, I heard this. Ashley Burst actually tweeted about this. You know, cause she's writing for Adventure Time now. Yeah. And I guess uh, 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 Hugh Jackman uploaded a video of him sing of a vine of him lip syncing making bacon pancakes while he's making oh, breakfast adorable. at his house. So everyone's like, oh. Oh, that's cute. And so yeah, he really and he's not actually singing, he's just lip syncing, but it's yeah, yeah. That's adorable. Did you see he's officially quitting uh, Wolverine? No. Well he's he announced old. he's been doing that for shit for like seventeen fucking years. Is it hard? I mean that is an that is a fucking exhausting. I am kind thing of bummed do. that he's quitting before he could ever show up like in a Marvel like sure. movie. Because yeah. like it'd be great if they ever had Wolverine ever actually officially cross over with the Avengers or anything like that. It would be great to actually yeah. just because he's like the cinematic yeah. Wolverine. Now. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be that's tricky. How do you recast Wolverine? Because they're going to. I mean, they should really pro- they should get somebody who's a little bit more like in the comics, where he's a little short, stocky guy. That would They're be kind of no, fun Bill. to see. They're never going to get do Jeremy that. Piven. Never in a million years would they actually be a tall? short. Of course, it's going to be a beautiful how, ripped man. How did he never play like Clint Eastwood in like a Clint Eastwood bio? Because Hugh Jackman, he totally looks like him. Has Hugh Jackman ever been in a western? He's been That's in Oklahoma. Saying, he's got the. <laughs> Has he been in Oklahoma? Yes. There's a whole scene revival of Oklahoma with Hugh Jackman. Oh, that's right, because he does all the stage. Oh, that's right, because he does all the Broadway stuff. stuff. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Uh, Woof. All right. Let's speaking see of comic else. book movies, uh, Joss Whedon left Twitter soon after getting death threats, etc., over Black Will calling herself a monster after revealing to Credible Hank. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Credible Hank. Credible Hank is Incredible Hulk's brother. Credible Hank. Everything he says is really grounded and and believable. After revealing to Credible Hank that she's sterile in the new Avengers movie. Oh. Uh, I guess that's happens in the new Avengers movie. Also, Whedon going on record about having the best part of the movie, the farmhouse stuff, almost ripped out of the movie by executives. Funny that he chose to keep that character stuff in at the expense of another scene he was forced to cut, Thor having a vision in a cave, which would have actually made the story make more sense. Yeah, because there's a whole thing where Thor leaves at the end of the movie. He's like, I've had a vision. I must go protect the Infinity Gems or something like that. Uh-huh. In the movie, they don't have a scene where he's, you see what he's seeing. He just suddenly decides, like, at the end, it's like, I have to go back to my home planet now. Yeah. So it's funny that when they forced to They have to leave something stuff, for the director's cut. Yeah. Well, that's you. He already edition. came out and said, like, the, the yeah. director's cut on DVD is going to be, like, half an hour longer. Yeah. But the, the big thing is, like, jo- like, so everyone assumed that Joss Whedon hadn't gotten chased off of Twitter just because he got really you know, attacked by a whole bunch of mm-hmm. crazy, super fucking crazy people. Um... 
But he, according to him, he just wanted to get off Twitter. So he, I, I guess he's just working on whatever new project. Yeah, he had an interview where he's like, "Have you been on Twitter? It's distracting." Well, yeah, exactly. Because he's like, "Well, like, like, yeah, you can't say just I'm being attacked by crazy fanos because I get attacked by everybody. You can't yeah. be popular on the internet and not not get attacked by everybody." And he even specific, uh, specifically pointed out that he gets attacked by a lot of feminists because he's done a lot of feminist work, and you can't do that without actually pissing off some people. Yeah, well, no, he he said um, he, the exact phrase he had that I thought was interesting is like, "Once you declare the political, you kill the artistic, or something or like something that." Like it's like that, once yeah. you, basically once you declare yourself politically you hamstring yourself artistically yeah. because then you, you everyone views your art through the lens of your politics yeah exactly and if you don't hear to what their idea of that political political thing is you uh-huh. can get attacked a lot yeah. and the the uh the, the black widow stuff in the avengers movie is kind of fucked up because she is talking about how she was you know she's gone through this black widow program where she's she was turned to an assassin and then when she's calling herself a monster she's just talking about essentially what the monstrous things they've done to her it's not just yeah. because she's lost the ability to have a kid it's just she's saying I'm a monster just because I'm the product of this you know the whole first movie is about mm-hmm. her getting over the fact that she's done all these horrible things she's trying to clear the red from yeah. her ledger and in this movie in this in the second movie you just essentially find out that like you know what made her into this like you actually sure. get to see more of the process you actually Aww. do like they stick her in a room alone with a guy with a bag on his head and you know insinuated that he she was forced to kill him as her first like murder and stuff so yeah it, it, within the scope of the film you get the like if yeah it's but she does come out and say, I can't have kids. I'm a monster, essentially. Yeah. And when you have a character saying that, essentially boiling down their entire, like, am I a monster or not, on whether or not I can reproduce, is pretty fucked up. But, like, people took it way out of hand. Man, and- I miss I miss Captain America, Black Widow. Have you seen the Captain America movie? Which she's one? just She's just kind of Captain America's bro. She's, like, walking around in a hoodie, and, like, she's just, like, they're hanging you know, out. She's chilling. There's always no reason for her to be in the movie except she's for just Captain America friend. to hang out with somebody. And it's so good. That's, well, that's I liked that. Well, that went into the, 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 what's Jeremy Renner calling Black Widow a slut? Because so it's it's Jeremy Renner and and Black Widow in the first Avengers movie. Uh-huh. They're kind of flirting a little bit with each other, mm-hmm. and then you have the second Captain America movie where she's hanging out with Captain America. Is there even any romantic tension in Not that movie? Not at all. Because she's got the little green she arrow. She sets thing. him up. Yeah, she sets him up. Like it's it, she's a bro. That's what I liked about. And it. so, but in this one, she's dating. She she actually it turns out that she actually has been dating Bruce Banner now for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's why during one of the interviews, somebody was like, "Well, this is the third... This is the third different person ah. that that Black Widow has been involved with, even ignoring the fact that she's not she never dated fucking no one's fucked Captain America. That's the whole point of Captain America. Captain America might go somebody go get a little quiet hard on, but he's not fucking anybody. But that's the thing where like Jeremy Renner came out. Yep, she's fucked like three quarters of the team. Blah blah blah. She's a horse. She's a slut. That's how that thing started off. Mm. But so, wait, what were you asking? I did not ask about that. I said I liked her. <laughs> That she is what was I great, said. though. Yeah. God. Well, did you see the things where she was hanging out with uh, Mark Ruffalo and they, she was making Mark Ruffalo yeah. answer, answer all the sexist questions? questions. That she, yeah. So I love how what kind of other, exercise did you do? They were on the fun half of the Avengers yeah. uh, fucking marketing uh, uh, junket, but yeah, it's just kind of. But yeah, no, the 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 the, the fucking. Venom being spewed at Joss Whedon was fucking bonkers. It was almost like the, the liberal version of Gamergate. Where just it really, I saw this stuff. It was fucking. I'm gonna fucking kill you. De- like serious death threats. I'm gonna find you. You're a rapist. You're this and that. It's just co- completely off the fucking hook. So it's just at this point, it's not even about a political stuff. It's just about people being awful on every part of the political spectrum. Yeah. But it was just really just like. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your politics are. There's there's rotten people in every yeah. political pool, and it's fucking terrible. But yeah, he said he didn't get chased off, which 
Granted, yeah, he gets shits all the time, but... Yeah, it was just... And I saw some people on Twitter being like, if it takes what's happening to Joss Whedon to show you that there are terrible things happening on Twitter, then you better wake up. No, that, that's not the point. It's still just like, there's no one should have to tolerate anyone throwing death threats at each other online. No matter what... No matter if you consider yourself a feminist or fucking Gamergate, that shit's unacceptable anywhere. And even regardless if you're throwing that at a fucking... Fucking... Disney movie director or fucking Zoe Quinn. It's just like fucking, I don't know. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jesus Christ, notes Bill. Thomas Edison talking dolls were, they were able to get them to play. I've not listened to this because I like my life. So I guess and I Thomas don't need... Edison back in the day decided that, you know, what's a good idea? We'll take some, we'll miniaturize some record players, put them into dolls, and the dolls will sing to people. And I guess some of them still survive, and some scientists figured out, well, the, the the record player stuff, it must be like a little cylinder or something like that. I'm presuming it's an old wax cylinder, yeah. Yeah, or too uh, fragile to be taken apart and actually played again. But if they, they but they figured out if you do laser scans at these things and run them through a program, you could figure out what the, what the sound is on those. And so, like, some of the shit sounds like... It sounds like the Boy Howdy podcast. <laughs> I was just screaming. Well, people pointed out that in order to record on a wax cylinder, you had to be pretty loud. Yeah. This is like the birth of the wax cylinder. This, yeah. is, this is the birth of this technology. But it's funny, like, all the songs on these discs are just women <laughs> screaming into a megaphone. <laughs> it's fucking, these are dolls. And of course, the dolls themselves are like, you know, 100 year old dolls with scary eyes. And then they yeah. touch them and they make these sounds. And it really like a prop from a fucking horror movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if, if people really wanted to scare Joss Whedon, they just should have just sent him a whole bunch of those things. Oh, anyway, yeah. Ryan wow. Gosling finally ate his cereal. This is pretty good. Yeah. Ryan Gosling released a vine that was a reaction to the uh, meme, which is like a, uh, this uh, viral video that's someone trying to get Ryan Gosling to eat cereal. Yeah. Holding up a spoon. I never even heard about that until this guy died. It's a pretty... That guy died. Yeah, the guy who did the video, original videos. That's the whole point. That why why Ryan jo or Ryan Gosling oh. finally ate his cereal. So the guy who did the original videos of chasing Ryan Gosling with his with a spoonful of cereal on uh -huh. the TV, he died just this oh, week. Oh, I did not know that. And so the, the the thing the internet suddenly started being, oh, we got to get Ryan Gosling to actually eat his cereal oh and tribute to this dead dude. I hate the internet. That's what happened. <laughs> that and they said if Ryan Gosling didn't do that, he should die. <laughs> Uh, so, moving on. I didn't thought I was kidding until you found the internet got involved. Ryan Gosling <laughs> ate his cereal. And then he said, dude who made me eat cereal, R.I.P. <laughs> and then it cut to like five minutes of him saluting while taps played. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy confirmed <laughs> that Disney wants to make an Indiana Jones movie. No, no shit. shit. Yeah. But they don't have a story yet. It was really her to come out and say, yeah, we have... It almost sounded like she was saying, if anyone has an idea for a story, email me. Bill, of all the people working today, who would you want to make an Indiana Jones movie? Steven Spielberg. It's... Just because fucking What's-His-Name is old doesn't mean you can't get Spielberg to come and direct it. This is true. Spielberg has to get off his ass and actually film in other countries and not do the shit where they just filmed like in his backyard for like Kingdom of Christmas Skull. <laughs> and like, we'll just make a CGI jungle behind them, whatever. Uh, that's actually a good question because, I mean, if you get a new Indiana Jones, you should probably mm. get like a newer director so mm. like you get that younger energy. That's a good question. Everyone's like, worked up about who going to direct the Star Wars, who going to direct the yeah. Indiana Jones. Man. Because that's to be someone who, can, who could speak... 
the visual. You know, honestly, you get somebody who's doing the closest we have to pulp nowadays. You get somebody who's making like fucking martial arts films. Seriously, like you get the guy who did Snowpiercer. Because hmm. you have to get somebody who's like actually, yeah, somebody who has a really good visual you eye, Stephen knows how to Chow. film action. Yeah, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's in the other. No, but that would be interesting. I mean, it could also be like if like one of the Fast and the Furious guys or something like that, maybe. I mean, those are. I, mean, I love how much you wrestle at the even the mention of that film series. <laughs> no, Indiana Jones is not about being in a car. Yeah, but he because he chases people in cars sometimes. Oh, God. He hangs he hangs off of a car. No, just because you direct surgically edited motherfucker. If you're talking about B movies, I mean that, that's that's one hundred percent true. Those movies are nothing. That's hundred percent true. You know what you do? You get Steven Soderbergh to come out of retirement to film an Indiana Jones movie. But then it'd have to be about something. <laughs> it could just be... I don't know. Haywire wasn't about anything. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> because he would make, like, a high pulp movie in tribute to pulp. what he would do, though. Jesus. Well, they also have to figure out, like, what time period you want to set. Is it going to yeah. be World War II, like, Indian Jones by Nazis? Ford? Show up like, and be an old man say, this is the story of when I was 10. You just, you just take all of his footage from Star Wars and digitally add a hat. <laughs> On Chewbacca. Are you talking about Indiana Jones starring or just showing up as a cameo? Well, that you said have old. I said do you have Harrison Ford, and you said he just shows up as an old man. Yeah, well, that's what they did for the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. It was terrible. <laughs> well, they only had one episode where he showed up, but the rest of it, they actually got like a ninety-year-old guy to be like. I remember, like, he'd be, like, cleaning off the snow off the roof of his garage, <laughs> and then some kid would walk by and start yelling at the kid, I remember the last time I had to deal with snow. It was in Tibet in 1925. I was hanging out with the Maharaja and fucking Albert Einstein. And that's why the episode, and this 10-year-old him skiing with Albert Einstein for an hour. And that's the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And George Lucas wonders why no one watched that shit. God damn. My only connection to the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles was I had a Young Indiana Jones um, Choose Your Own Adventure book back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know what? They had to get the 10-year-old kid who was in the Young Indiana Jones. Because <laughs> he should be the right age now. Exactly. It's been 20 years. Come on. Uh, oh, that's it. That's the obvious... That's the answer. I got to email Kathleen Kennedy as soon as we're done. You figured it I got an actor for you. Just like, Maybe he has an idea for a story, too. Oh, boy. Uh, you know what? Indiana Jones goes back in time and murders everyone associated with fucking Sky Captain of the World of War. <laughs> Did they kill whoever made Sky Captain? Because I just realized. I was going to say, why you got Sky His Captain? His died. Because uh, that poor guy, they gave him see. so much money for that one movie, and he essentially hung himself on screen. <laughs> Oh my god! That fucking movie. Wasn't that some kid like coming out of Cal Arts and it was like his Harry first big Conran thing? was his name. What has he done since then? Fat lot of nothing. He died. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe I saw uh, that movie in theaters. Let's see. Oh my he god! He did a movie, a short called Gumdrop in 2012. Really? Okay. So he's back to like just being a schmuck. Yeah. Okay. Good. Did he write that movie too, Sky Oh, Captain? yeah, he wrote and directed. And... Spoilers for anyone listening at home. If you've never seen Sky Captain... It actually made me cry. Like, violent, Because it was such miserable a, tears. a fun idea. And he had some of the interesting ideas. I've talked on this podcast terrible. before about the Uncanny Valley, where it's like the closer you are to your desires, the yeah. more jarring the dissonance is. The more it, it takes, line up. takes someone to fuck it up, yeah. Sky Captain the Rule of Tomorrow is so almost designed to the shape and contours of my boner mm-hmm. that it is... 
What's like, your most egregious? I mean, the story's terrible, but every like every single it is has no charm. It is no pacing to it whatsoever. It is not interesting. It is boring as hell. Angelina Jolie is the coolest part of that movie. It that, doesn't do anything. She shows up. Yeah, yeah, she has a cameo. Shows up. That. Uh, and the thing is, is like I actually like the cast. They the just only thing I remember about that movie is there's the whole Fleischer Brothers Superman robot invasion attack. I have blocked out that film. And then it made I just so sad. Angelina Jolie have like a patch. She's an eye patch. Eye patch. Yeah. And, and oh my god, yeah, all I remember is like Giovanni uh, Ribisi, and isn't it fucking Jude Law as Sky yes, Captain? Yes, Jude Law, Jude is Law, Sky, Sky Captain. Captain? No, his name is not Sky Captain. Oh my god. That movie. And that's one of those movies that when it tanked, it means that there will never be another movie like that ever again, which is no, the yeah. worst part. That's the worst part. Well, it's been a decade. Because like, the best part of um, Fifty Shades of Grey doing well is that maybe now we'll get some weird dirty movies. Did you see Fifty Shades of Grey? I've not seen it yet. I, I, I've been trying to figure out how to watch it legally without paying for it. I almost said, I almost said I'm morbidly obese into checking it out. <laughs> I'm morbidly curious into checking it out uh, myself. I have a date yeah. with the friend of the podcast, Erica Moen, to watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to watch it legally, but I don't want to actually give it any money. So, uh, But fully got a free Redbox coupon, so the fates have aligned. Don't they got a hardware store in Portland to get like whips and chains? Did I ever tell you? So I work at a hard. I worked at a hardware store many years ago, and one of the first phone calls I got my first week was from an embarrassed contractor who called. He said, "Do you guys sell any chain?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I got chain." But was he like, contracted by someone else who wanted to build why, a sex dungeon? I'm about to tell you a story, aren't I, okay. Bill? <laughs> That's what. So what happened? No, what happened? Nope. No, I wanted the details. What are the details? No, Come you on, figured it out. No, because I. Just, well, I was curious if he the guy contracted himself. to build a sex dungeon, and he was embarrassed. But that was the story I was Why about was to tell you. Why was he embarrassed? He's not use it. He's some vanilla contractor dude who now has to go and buy all those things. No, no, I don't want to tell the story anymore. You, you took the wind out of my sails. Dude, was he talking about like, he's like, hey guys. Mirror's Edge 2 <laughs> will supposedly <laughs> ship next year. Man, do you care about Mirror's Edge? I just picture the guy, he calls up and he's like, okay. No, my, you tell the story. You've, client, got, you've got it all figured he's out. He's already strapped himself buck naked to the wall. And uh-huh. he says he wants me to like build like, you know, I have to take his measurements. Mm-hmm. Can you guys send help? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like a nine one one nine one one call. Do you do you hear about Mirror's Edge? You played Mirror's first. Mirror's Edge was. I thought you, I, you played I, it at the time. I, I've I've struggled with first person games for a long time, and yeah. I've only within the last couple of years really been able to play them because my vertigo, and also I get really paranoid playing first person games. Like it totally triggers all of my fight or flight reflexes because yeah. I feel like there's something behind me at all times, which is why I fucking hate in first person shooters when there when there are jump scares of things behind you mm-hmm. because it totally preys into this neurosis that I have that means that I then have to turn off the game and I can't play it again for a couple of weeks. So um, uh, I tried to play Mirror's Edge and I got. Really really, really dizzy, so I could Well, they did a lot of stuff in that game where, like, it's your physical head on top of a body. It's yeah. not just, like, a robot camera with an invisible body, but they were trying to make it, like, whenever you run and jump, like, the ca- the camera's bobbing to simulate, like, head bob. Yeah. And, and I got as far as, like, the first gun battle, and I couldn't get past it, The game's actually pretty too. short, too. There's only, like, six stages in the whole game. You can beat it, like, in an afternoon. Mm. But I don't know what the hell Mirror's Edge 2 is gonna look like. It even literally look like, because it had, the first game had such a distinctive art style. Yeah. It'd be a shame if they clutter up and make it, like, you know, super gritty modern an urban kind of I don't know what the hell I'm 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 vaguely curious to see what it's going to be but also but there was also so much room for improvement in the yeah. first Mirror's Edge because yeah. while Mirror's Edge was very unique it wasn't necessarily a good game and yeah. uh so I it's it's the potential for Mirror's Edge 2 just to be a fucking afterthought with fucked up meat fart yeah. is so high that fucked up meat fart. I would be nice to be before to oh, be a nice when, surprise when people on like trailers they put up quotes <laughs> Media outlets, fucked up meat fart. Fart. 
meat fart. Boy, we ate too much meat. Yes. The meat meaty farts. Uh, yeah. Mirror sets too. I can't believe it actually exists. I know. Yeah. yeah. It'll come out right after Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's it. Uh, yeah, and that's something else they officially confirmed was coming out. And Yeah. Uh, Steven Universe is on hiatus. Officially. Everyone was wondering why there was a new, new episode this weekend. Yeah, the Steven Universe the, uh, crew, they had to put out something on Tumblr saying, we ran out of episodes, we have to make more, we'll be back later on this summer. And that's it. Uh, it. What sucks is that they only release digital, uh, they only release the game, the episodes digitally when there are two episodes out. Oh, so a lot's halfway and through. Since, so since there was one episode that aired before they went on hiatus, that I I don't get to see the newest episode. Oh my sucks. god, the spaghetti is terrible. Oh, everybody loves on this podcast when you stop to eat. So What's really uh, what was the last episode you saw? I uh, was it love letters? Okay, yeah, that was I kind of a boring letters. episode. Man, you you said that before when we talked about it. You were so harsh on that show. I liked that episode Steven a Universe? lot. It's not terrible. It's just kind of a film. I liked episode. that episode a lot. It was you get to see sexy Garnet walk out of the water in a really weird moment again with boners and kids and fetishes and cartoons. Totally like, oh my god, you know, turning kids into little baby Robert Crumbs. Someone uploaded a metric fuck ton of Steven Universe music, storyboards, and other behind the scenes stuff to Google Drive. Uh, Bill will include the link, I'm sure, in the Geek Week in review, or the notes. Sure I think enough. it's someone else who works in the cartoon industry. I'm not quite sure. I don't know if he's just been collecting all this stuff by himself and just decided to upload it in a big Google Drive dump. But yeah, it's animatics, a- animatics for most of the episodes, mm-hmm. uh, storyboards, scripts, um, just uh, excerpts from AMAs from the cast and crew, mm-hmm. all co- pretty like a uh, fucking uh, the complete score mm. uh, for both seasons so far. Nice. Ugh. Oh gosh, we're getting on my shirt. I'm a fucking mess. I'm a sexy mess. But yeah, no, it's 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 really like comprehensive, like uh, uh like uh, writers' documents, mm-hmm. uh, background, like uh, production notes, everything. Like if if you ever wanted to see like all the extra features they would put on a Steven Universe DVD, this mm-hmm. is like this is all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uncurated, and yeah, filtered. model sheets, uh-huh. uh, ba- just a shitload of background artwork stuff. Oh wow, like in a high res, like so you could use as wallpaper. Oh nice, like just all kinds of stuff. It's great. There's there's literally like twenty folders in there, of just all kinds of crazy shit. Oh that's so good. Yeah, you know, like little audio outtakes and just this and that and just you know it's it's, it's super cool. Yeah yeah. So yeah, that's an uh, awesome resource. This is a hold us over until Steven Universe comes back. But yeah, supposedly the next episode is supposed to be a double episode. Of the same scale of, like, whatever was the one where, you're, like, the, the bad aliens come back mm-hmm, in Steven mm-hmm. Universe. There's a big plot-turning thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I'm excited. Oh, one of the things in the Steven Universe. They have the Steven Universe soundtrack in this. They have alternate takes of some of the songs and some of the mm-hmm. bits of music and, and stuff in the show. There's an alternate take of the end credits music from Steven Universe mm-hmm. that actually has Rebecca Sugar singing lyrics. Yeah. And this it's a song from the point of view of the Crystal Gems yeah. talking about how much they want to live up to Steven's expectations of them. Which oh, is, is that what it is? Yeah. Like, I don't it's know. It's just a quick little ditty, but. Yeah, they've, um, uh, some episodes randomly will have the, the singing version over that. And I really? I never saw that before. Okay. I don't know if it's just on the purchased version or what. Yeah, this is all just like, you, I don't know, I can't yeah. sing, but I yeah, it's very anything. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, exactly, 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 I can yeah. even learn how to love meow meow. Something Aww. like that. You should go to Rebecca Sugar first. Uh, yeah, that's all meow meows, right? Meow, oh, meow. and they also show, like, there's a whole folder of just um, the meals they make whenever they complete an episode. So they have a themed uh, meal around that episode. Like, if it's Cookie Cat, they'll just have Cookie Cats for dinner. Or yeah. Like that. So they, they take photos, and so, I don't know. So, anyway, it's, it's cute! Cute, cute, cute. Um, Universal is going to add some Nintendo shit to its theme parks. Tell us more. 
Uh, you wrote the note, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Nintendo announced this week that Universal Studio Studios just wants to add uh, Nintendo-themed attractions to their parks. Uh, this got misinterpreted by a whole bunch of people as Nintendo's coming up with its own theme park. That's not true. Have no. you ever been to fucking Universal Studio? Universal Studio is a random jumble of random bullshit. And so I'm sure it's going to be like a dude in a Pikachu, Pikachu suit and like yeah. a Hyrule hedge maze. And that's it. Yep. Um, hey, yeah. Have you actually ever been to Universal Studios? I have. Yeah, because it's random because you go there. And, like, I went to Universal Studios Florida. And you walk in and it's like, okay, here's, like, the diner from American Graffiti across the street from Back to the Future of the Ride. And or across the street from that is, like, a lagoon where the shark from Jaws is hanging out of it. And yep. then you got Beetlejuice, Frankenstein... And, like, fucking Bart Simpson walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. There's no cohesion to anything. No. It's just total random, like... Yeah. I, when, I, when I went, it was Xena. See, that's what's uh, like, okay. There was a random... There's Hur- nothing Hanna wrong with Barbera any of this stuff individually. Park. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a mishmash. Yeah. Like, you have, like, Kung Fu Cow fucking hanging out with... Yeah, no, it's it's, it's kind of a mess. But, yeah, I don't know what the hell Universal Studios is going to do. Yeah. They're, they're going to do, like... Nintendo ride? Well, it's, did you? I liked that uh, Anthony Birch was like, "Fuck them! I came up with this." And they, they yeah, a whole episode. Yeah, about that forever. Yeah. That. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you know, the oddest thing you have a tiki room, except it's King Kong, and you have like coconut drinks and shit like that, <laughs> banana flavored daiquiris. But like, you want to do something more inventive. Like, you gotta have bumper cars, so it's like like a Mario Kart track. Mm-hmm. Maybe not really throwing bananas. Yeah. Bit, but you have baby cart tracks. There's a lot of opportunity. There's, you can do tons of stuff. Yeah. I mean, if we're actually having a Nintendo park, you'd have a Hyrule Castle. Just like yeah. that's the thing. Nintendo uh, Disney's always gonna have over everyone else is just their sense of cohesion. Yeah. With the park design of their stuff. Yeah. Where. Even though, you know, they make a whole bunch of different movies and the parks, you know, have a whole bunch of characters from all their different movies and rides and stuff based on different movies. The fact that they're very good at world building and making you feel like you're in an actual cohesive environment, even if the environments you're walking between are all differently themed. That's the thing Universal Studio doesn't have. That's why it seems a little ghetto because it's just ran- It's like being stuck in some kid's Trapper Keeper from like 1987 where it's just a bunch of random mm-hmm. shit yeah. over the place. Whereas Disneyland, it's like, it's like yeah, it's actually been trying like you're kind of transported into another world. Yeah. And, yeah, Nintendo is just going to be another bullet in that machine gun of random shit. Yep. Isn't, isn't Universal the home of the Harry Potter theme park? Yeah, that's the one thing they've done. That's what You're going to be able hoping. to go to Harry Potter and Nintendo at the same well, time. Well, that's, that's the one time they've actually sat aside and actually created, like, a themed park. Mm-hmm. Like, based around one thing. And even then, I don't really think but it's, it's not. But it's, it's not that big, though. They, yeah, it's, they it's made that on Alley. There's Hogwarts up on a hill... And then there's like the wand booth recently, or something like yeah, that. I mean, but it's yeah, not, it's 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 yeah, it's not. You can't spend all day there. It is there. a themed area. You'll spend all day in line to get into those right. things. But it's not. Yeah, you can't get lost in it. Yeah, that's um, be interesting. And at best, that's what Nintendo's going to get. It, but um, well, especially if you're the Universal Studios, you're like, okay, well, Nintendo, that's great. We like Nintendo. But what do you do? Because like, what? Like, who you do you market make, Nintendo to? Do you, do you s- make a um uh, uh, interactive ride where everyone has um a little cannon, a little laser cannon that's like a Pokeball launcher? Oh, and you go that'd through be great. And you have to catch more Pokemon actually, than everybody thought, else. Actually, you can make some crazy rides because I don't yeah. know much about Pokemon. I mean, fucking, you Pokemon can make a stuff. roller coaster, a Donkey Kong like mine ride roller coaster. Uh-huh. You can, uh, yeah, definitely do some sort of Mario Kart cart ride sort of bullshit. Uh, you could do, uh, you fucking, you could do, like, a big, like, obstacle course sort of thing that's, like, a Mario level. Oh, that'd actually be cute. Like, you yeah, know, like, padded, like for children a little, little like, wipeout. Yeah, it'd be really cute. You are fucking up if you do not, like, have the world's tallest slide 
and it's all got loops to loops and everything like that, and they play that Mario 64, like the whistle, and it would take up all your budget to build like this, like literally, the, what's the tallest building in the world in like in like Abu Dhabi? It's like <laughs> that, Dubai. but yeah. it's a slide. Yeah. Not fit. You have to wear a gas mask when you're up, so up at the top. But it, yeah, oh my god. Dear Lord. Yes. Uh, Agent Carter is coming back for a second season. Yeah, so they announced... Uh, well, this is the time of year where they announced all the cancellation of shows, and they're going to renew shows. And it sounded like a lot of people were suspecting that Agent Carter would never come back. And mm-hmm. I guess ABC had announced that they were working on a new spinoff from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Mm. Which, I don't know, because I, it seemed like barely enough people were watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm kind of mm-hmm. surprised they're trying to spin anything off from that. But I guess they canceled that spinoff, and so they're just going to bring back Agent Carter for another season. Hmm. The showrunner came out and said he doesn't know if it's going to be eight or 13 episodes, but he mm-hmm. wants to take uh, uh, Peggy Carter to either Hollywood or Europe. Oh. So. But yeah, no, Agent Carter, not very good. Again, what we're talking about with your stuff, where I appreciate what they're trying to do, even yeah. though like the actual presentation is kind of lumpy and kind of... Yeah. The actress, though, Haley she's Atwell, great. she's fucking great. She yeah. shows up in 10 seconds in fucking Avengers, and that was my favorite part of the movie, because it's, yeah. it's her. It's so yeah. after watching this TV show, and we're yeah. investing her as a character, yeah. as a character in the, that show, even though the rest of the show is not all that great. Yeah, her, that actress and how she does that character is still... She's one of the best characters in that whole fucking movie mm-hmm. canon. Yeah. Yeah. And I still have... I need to actually stand and watch the first Captain America movie, because I still have not... I don't really understand. That's a fun... I've never actually witnessed flick. their backstory together, but yeah. yeah. That's a fun flick. Marine archaeologists announced that they've discovered what they think is part of Captain Kidd's long-lost treasure, a 110-pound silver bar buried in a shipwreck off the coast of Madagascar. No word yet if Nathan Drake happened to be the guy who found it. That's pretty cool. It's rare do you hear, like, archaeological news that actually sounds like the Goonies. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah, it's really cool, too, because it's, like, embossed with, like, pirate lettering and stuff. It oh, looks, man. like, old tiny. It looks like something you would have on a fucking pirate ship. That's awesome. And a 110 bar! That's a lot of money. It's a fucking shit. so much, but yeah, totally. And especially off the coast of Madagascar, because isn't the new, isn't the new uh, Uncharted supposed to be like about the pirate like kingdom they they tried to found in like Madagascar or something like that? It is. I'm suspecting this is Sony marketing. (laughs) It's not viral marketing. (laughs) Come on. It's 110 platinum copies of Uncharted (laughs) 2. Exactly. Marine archaeologist stuff. That that's, sounds like that's pretty hey, yeah, cool. Yeah, fucking cool pirate stuff. Cool. And finally, particularly relevant to our friend Mudrin here. Lastly, the Portland Symphony Orchestra announced their popcorn series of movie score events, including nights dedicated to the Nightmare Before Christmas, Home Alone, and Back to the Future. Yeah, so these are going to be orchestra themed nights over the course of the next year, like how, like the day before Halloween. It's going to be they're going to have a whole Nightmare Before Christmas orchestra yeah. thing. Uh, I guess like two days before Christmas, it's going to be Home Alone. Yeah, and like yes, almost exactly a year from now, they're going to have a Back to the Future thing. Which how do you not have that in 2015? They fucked up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. swap out the Home Alone. Do that next Christmas. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. Like, yeah, they had John Williams last year, and that was pretty fun. But yeah, they're having a Pokemon oh, really? symphony later that's on the summer. Which I saw people online when this news broke. They were like, "This is cool, but not as cool as we're going to listen to some live Pokemon." <laughs> Can music. you imagine being like a classically trained musician? And it's like, oh, you know, I love it's the bad enough when you're having to play Back to the Future or yeah. fucking John Williams. Like, I'm going to do one of the Pokemons today. Yeah, I got to do a Pikachu's theme. Got to practice. Shit for weeks. And like, I mean, the best thing is if you're actually a Pokemon fan and you're actually doing that this. Would you're be like, the perfect. I, I would imagine yeah. the, 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 the orchestra divided between like 95% people were like, oh my god. <laughs> and like the 5% are like, yeah! They're like, playing so much better than everyone else. Like, yeah, that one, yeah. It's just so cute. 
cute because I'm imagining like the person in the marketing who's like, "Wow, we're gonna get really get some children to discover the love of life the orchestra." Which it's really is like, a, I love poker bands. It's gonna be a fun, bunch of warty thirty-five year old men. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's the thing that I was kind of talking about with the Universal theme park is like, who do you market Nintendo stuff to? If we're, especially if you're trying oh, to get everybody. It. Do you think just about have Nintendo? We Fit Training Center and that's it? You, you think about Nintendo is it really does appeal to everybody? Like it, yeah, it, you get kinda. that's that's chill. You get the children and then you get the adult man children and like adult. You know, you get the all kids the in there by promising a free copy of Angry Birds. <laughs> Minecraft. Actually, yeah. I mean, if they're going to do any kind of video game stuff, shit, man, I'm sorry, since someone hasn't kept, like come up That's with a, a really Minecraft park or something, yeah. 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 You can put pigs in boxy pig suits. <laughs> so they still go oink and move around. <laughs> and, like, it's just cardboard, so they're not going to suffocate immediately, sure, but you have to get, yeah. you have to give them, like, a, a break every four hours. Of course. But, yeah, I'm a little, like, yeah. you know, you. Billy, you need to copyright this immediately. <laughs> Could you make, like, animatronic, like, little chickens and stuff like that? So, <laughs> Boy Howdy Podcast. Imagine if they had a tree that you could actually punch apart. <laughs> We're at Boy Howdy Podcast on Twitter. Oh, man. BoyHowdyPodcast.com is our website. We'll talk to y'all next week about more pop culture I can't believe I'm legitimately more excited about the idea of a Minecraft <laughs> theme park than a Nintendo. Yeah, take care, guys. If I could begin to be half of what you think of me, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to Hey, what's that sound? <laughs> Who needs that quickie mart? I do. Hey, he's not happy at all. He lied to us through song. I hate when people do that. <laughs>